Hello, humans. I'm Carissa. And I'm Nikki. And And welcome welcome to to New Strangeland. Welcome back to another episode of New Strangeland. We hope you had a strange week. This week we'll be talking about the 1995 film Jumanji. So not the one with the rock. (laughs) No, not the one with the rock. (laughs) If you haven't seen Jumanji, uh, I highly recommend that. Then you're living under a goddamn rock, okay? You are living under the rock. (laughs) (laughs) You're living under Dwayne the Rock Johnson, okay? (laughs) He's, he's suffocating you from seeing this classic. <laughs> it is truly a classic. Um, so Jumanji is a movie about young Alan Parrish, and he discovers a mysterious board game. And him and his friend Sarah Whittle realize its unimaginable powers after rolling the dice. And when he is magically transported into the jungles of Jumanji through the board game. What? He gets sucked right into that game. like. (laughs) (laughs) Flash forward to uh, 26 years, and the Shepard siblings, Judy and Peter, find the magical board game buried in the parish house attic with all their junk. And they unleash a whole swarm of animal, of wild animals and natural disasters that can only disappear once the game is finished. In the process, they free Alan Parrish, Ooh. who had been trapped in Jumanji all this time. And the three find the grown-up Sarah Whittle, who is startled to see Alan, after being sucked into the board game as they were kids. <laughs> I would be sorry to see him, too. You're like, yo, watch you get sucked. Sucked like, into what a game. do you mean? <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh, my God. <laughs> and the four set out to finish the game and out with the incredible dangers escaping from within. Ooh. Oh. Um, so the concept for Jumanji was based on a 1981 picture book by Chris Van Allsburg. I did not know that. Yeah. I want to find that picture book. Right? That'd be cool. I'm sure the kiddos would love that. Right? I know. It was also inspired by Monopoly. Well, Van Allsburg's frustration with Monopoly. Um, Who doesn't have frustration with (laughs) Monopoly? Are you kidding me? That game is like straight from Satan's butthole. I feel like it never ends. It never ends. Everyone always gets, like, that's how you rip apart families, is playing a game of Monopoly. Right? I know. It it ruins families, friendships, relationships, anything. Just done. Yeah, you know, if you ever need to break up with someone, just play Monopoly. (laughs) Yes, yes. So his frustration was with only receiving the fake Monopoly money at the end of the game. 
and he dreamt it would be fun and exciting if there was such a thing as a game board where whenever you landed on a square and it said something was going to happen, that it would really happen. Oh. And also, according to Chris Van Allsburg, Jumanji is a Zulu word meaning many effects. Ooh, that's fun. Right? Many effects. You know, Jumanji is a lot spicier than the name many effects. Like, could you imagine? Oh my god, did you, did you ever play many effects? <laughs> I love that many effects game. <laughs> oh, did you see the movie Many Effects starring Robin Williams? <laughs> right? And can you imagine, like, actually having that sort of board game? Even if it wasn't, like, directly like Jumanji, but... Even if it were a board game where you... Like Candyland. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so wild. Right? Like... Oh. I, I can't even think of, like, the... All the little places that you go in Candyland. I don't know. Is there, like, a fudge bridge or something? Like, Wasn't there a fudge monster? Oh, yeah. Wasn't a swamp or something? Yeah, but oh. it was chocolate or something? Yeah. Something like that. Oh, my God. And you have to you get banished to the fudge swamp and the fudge monster come out at you. Like, would you just, like, lick him to death? <laughs> I know fudge. <laughs> you think you can defeat me? Well, let me devour you. <laughs> I'm very hungry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so... Alan Parrish is played by none other than uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, sorry, I spoiled that. Spoiler alert, Robin Williams. Yeah, the lead did great. A little bit. So Sarah Whittle is played by Bonnie Hunt. And we have Peter, who is played by Bradley Pierce, who also actually is the voice of Flounder in Ariel. The Little no Mermaid. Way. Yeah. Um, in Ariel. <laughs> and then also Chip in the Beauty and the Beast. Shut up. Yeah. What? I know. That is some like six degree knowledge right. that I'm going to store up. <laughs> and then we have um, Judy, who is played by Kirsten Dunst. Not Kristen Stewart, like I want to say. Nope. I don't know why. I know it's not Kristen Stewart. She was maybe four years old when this movie came out. <laughs> yep. And so. Um, Kirsten Dunst was 13 at the time, and she actually beat out Scarlett Johansson, who was 11 at the time, um, for the role of Judy. No way! I didn't realize that ScarJo was, like, a child actor as well. I think she was, yeah. And I actually watched, because you can look up the, um... Audition tape? Audition tape. And I can definitely, I feel like she was definitely a little too young Mm -hmm. for the role, it just wasn't right. Yeah, I mean, like, Kirsten Dunst had some sass in that role yeah. as Judy. And I feel like she might have even had, like, a little bit more experience. Oh, for sure. I mean, she... like, what, two years before that, she did Interview with a Vampire? Yeah. And she was, I don't know, what, like, nine or something in well, that? Probably, like, 11. Oh, okay. I can do math. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Um, so, and also, um, Robin Williams... Wasn't the first pick. Shut up. I can't imagine anyone else in that role. Right? Um, Tom Hanks was actually the first pick. And funny enough, if you... I've seen the newest Jumanji. Mm -hmm. Not like the second one, but the first... It's not really a remake. It's just like a... A 
sequel? Yeah, kind of. Um, there was but a sequel? Colin Hanks. It's his son, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, he's in that movie. Oh, that's yeah. strange. You know what? Maybe it isn't so strange that Tom Hanks would have been a choice because if you think of his role in like Castaways or Castaway, like with him like being stuck on the desert island and all like right? primitive and stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, I could see that. But no, Robin Williams has like the persona. Yeah, no, sure. definitely. Um, Robin Williams wasn't the first pick because the director was afraid of his reputation for improvising during scenes. Oh. And... Yeah, he did do that a lot. Yeah, and so the director, um, Joe Johnston, didn't want anything or anyone taking away anything from the film. Hmm. Yeah, so... It's my film. You must do it my way. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) But Robin Williams understood that the importance... Uh, that there was importance of staying true to the script although he was still keen to add his own spin on the lines so the director um, would often shoot duplicates of scenes yeah. so that way like you would he Robbins would stick to the script in one and then kind of improvise in the other yeah so oh heck cool. yeah I wonder like how many of the scenes that they used were the improvised versions yeah. rather than the on-script versions. Right. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so shooting the movie took mm-hmm. place in various New England areas, mainly Keene, New Hampshire, yeah. which represented the story's fictional town of Brantford, New Hampshire. And was also filmed in North Berwick, Maine, where the old woolen mill stood for the Parish Shoe Factory. That's crazy that they would go all the way to Maine, like, because Keene is uh, the western part of New Hampshire, and then you're going to go all the way to Maine. I mean, yeah, granted, it's only probably like three hours or something, but Mm. New Hampshire has a ton of mills and stuff. Like, wouldn't they find something? I don't know. That's Unless they just... Maybe they tried to search out the right one. Oh my god, this mill? This mill is too... Too milly. We need... <laughs> too milly. It's too milly. It's not good. <laughs> Different one. <laughs> um, they do have a parish... Sh- parish shoes sign say in, that eight times fast parachute shine parachute shine in keen um that you can still visit and i think we did that oh yeah we totally did yeah, we did it's kind of hard to like take a picture in front of it though because it's like uh do you remember it was kind of like in almost like an alleyway yeah and so even if you have someone standing on the other side of like the alleyway you can't really hard to angle everything so you have you know the person that you're taking the picture of in with the mural yeah but um i was gonna say you can see the mural two times in the movie and one is uh at the beginning when alan Parrish is uh is a 12 year old and he's you know riding away like, it's right before the bullies get to him, and he's riding past that statue. You can see the mural in the background. Right. And then you can see it a second time when Alan Parrish is an adult, and he's uh, walking through the town, and it's, like, 
the town has kind of become like run down and he walks by the same statue and in the background you can see the mural again mm-hmm. yeah a little snippet little tidbit i rewatched it last night and i was just like how many times do you see this thing i'm like <laughs> two times okay question answered thank you <laughs> <laughs> nice good to know mm-hmm. robin williams was beloved by keen new hampshire townsfolk during filming of course who wouldn't love him duh right he was even presented with the keys to the city by Keene's mayor in 1994. Oh, that's so cool. Right? So it unlocks everything in the city. Everything? <laughs> even people's houses? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, someone's making dinner in my house. Oh, it's okay. It's just Robin. <laughs> it's just Robin Williams. He just came, to, came to say hey. <laughs> So, after his um, death in 2014, Keene residents crafted a makeshift memorial of flowers and candles below the Paris Shoes sign and even organized a public screening of the film. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I re- weren't we together when we found out that he died? I think so. We were at book club. Yeah. Yeah. It book was club. you and Rich and me, and we, like, were literally just talking about, like, a Robin Williams movie. I don't even remember which one. But then 20 minutes later, I remember Rich looking at his phone and being like, oh my god, guys, Robin Williams passed away. Yeah. And we were like, what? No. I know. I know. It's so sad. He really is. So good. So good. So, I have to say, I didn't know until I was an adult that the actor um, for Alan's father, Robin Williams' father in the movie, mm-hmm. um, Jonathan Hyde, I didn't realize he was also Hunter Van Pelt. Yeah. The hunter. Hunter Van Pelt or whatever. Hunter Van Pelt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had no idea until like I literally like watched it and I was like, wait a second. I don't know, like, it's like they did, it's just the blonde, like, facial hair and the blonde wig, like, that just threw, threw your me child off. mind off. Literally. <laughs> so, apparently, they wrote an alternate ending to the movie. Okay. And so, in this alternate ending, which wasn't released, or apparently it might have been, but we don't know. We can't find any proof of it. No, but supposedly at the end of the film alan and sarah give judy and peter each a christmas gift and upon opening their gifts um they reveal new sneakers named jumanji's oh my god i wonder what they were like well wouldn't you so carl the cop yeah was the original shoe like he worked in the shoe factory yeah in the movie yeah you think they possibly were made by him probably because he was the one that came up with the cool high-techy new sneaker design right and could have been i hope carl's doing great (laughs) with those shoes i hope carl's doing so good with those shoes (laughs) all right so i don't know if you remember the first time you saw jumanji but i definitely remember the first time i saw jumanji yeah i don't Oh, man. Dude, so uh, my next-door neighbors, like, they would always get, like, the latest kids' movie whenever it came out. And I remember Mm -hmm. going over there and, like, 
um, they were two kids. One was two years older than me. The other one was two years younger than me. And they're like, oh, Nikki, we got Jumanji. And I'm like, oh, my God, throw that in right now. We go and watch it. And my life was forever changed by that because I was already really into it because I loved Robin Williams ever since I was little. I mean, him as a genie, I loved Mrs. Doubtfire, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire and Genie and Aladdin. 100%. Oh, heck yeah. So I was 100% in to watch Jumanji. Mm-hmm. And, oh man, I just remember watching that movie and being like, oh, what if this game was real? And mm-hmm. I was, like, both terrified and really interested in playing it. Like, would I actually play it? Right. I don't know. Like, the real brave, bold side of me was just like, fuck yeah, I'm going to play this shit. I'm probably going to get stomped by an elephant. <laughs> by an elephant. <laughs> but then the other part of me is like, hell no, I'll bury that shit. So well, Especially, yeah, like, what if you get sucked in like Alan? Yeah. And no one rolls again? For 26 years? Yeah. Or longer? Because, so, um, when he does get sucked into the game... Was it you have to roll a five? The next person has to roll a five or an eight, or he has to wait until someone rolls a five or an eight, and then he's yeeted out of the game. Yeah. But you know, what's her face over there? She was just like so freaked out by him getting sucked into the game that she was just like, "Nope, I'm out of here!" And like she, yeah, you know, she, and she didn't even try to save him. No, like but all those years. I mean, obviously, yes. Granted, out, she was twelve years old, and like extremely traumatized yeah but i don't know i feel like part of me would be like i have to get that game i have to see if i can get him out you know oh yeah absolutely and then you know the house i think you know it sits in the house for that long nobody ever tried to play it again because his parents were so distraught yeah and do you his parents obviously had no interest in playing it because... They, they had no idea either. Well, yeah, and obviously they're adults in the late 60s, early 70s. I doubt that they had time for children's games, and also they were trying to look desperately look for their son, yeah. who had got sucked up by a game, yep. unbeknownst to them. Right. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I guess it, it's truly by chance that... Truly. And also, another thing that we didn't touch upon, the, like, the game seems to call to people. Yeah. Like, with the drums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, at the beginning when Alan finds it, you know, he finds it in, like, a construction site next yeah. to his dad's work. Right. And he only finds it because he can hear the drum beats. Yeah. And in the beginning, beginning movie of the, like, obviously years yes. before that, the kids that... Are burying it originally. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, I think it's just, like, it 1879 or something right. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. And the, they start to bury it, and they hear the drum beats, and, like, the one kid gets, like, real freaked out. He's like, no, we gotta run away. And his, like, brother or his friend, whoever it is, is like, no, we gotta do this shit. We gotta bury it so no one finds this. Mm-hmm. And it, I wonder if, like, the game only like kind of preys upon children or something because there was a bunch of adults at that work site and no adults Mm -hmm. went over to the beating of drums only alan heard it yep 
And then the same thing with uh, when Judy and Peter moved into the house with their aunt. Like, their aunt didn't hear the beating, but Mm -hmm. the two kids heard it. Right. And I wonder if it has any circumstance to, like, somehow change your life in a way. Like, the the game, Mm -hmm. you know, is like, hey, I don't know, obviously... It doesn't have a brain, but you know, like <laughs> I don't know, it's magics. Uh, you know, magics. <laughs> it's magics. It's powers. Whatever. Like you know, because obviously, Alan, as a young boy, mm-hmm. was kind of not angsty, but you know, he didn't want to go to that boarding school. Yep, and he and was then, kind of a misfit because he was just beaten up early right. that day. And then obviously Sarah, you know, maybe didn't stick up for him as much as she should have. And they were friends. And then fast forward to the future where, you know, Peter and Judy's parents die and they move into the parish's house. So it's like all correlated. And then obviously at the yeah, ending. Yeah, like they're all having a rough time, right. basically. And, then all, and it's like it's like the book almost wants to change the future. The game. Uh, that's what I mean, the <laughs> game. Sorry. The game wants to change the future. Because obviously back, you know, once they yeah. go through everything. And back when it's just Alan and Sarah in the beginning. And he's finally back. And they've gone through all this. And they know. They know. Everything. And I they know, remember everything. Yeah. And that's so crazy. Like, so I feel like it goes into, like, parallel universes or something like that. I don't know if that's what you're going to, like, lead into. It could be. Because, like, they lived this future. Yeah. But... By finishing the game, they negated this future. Right. This future doesn't exist anymore. Right. Or it does, but just, you know. On a parallel universe. Right. And, uh, yeah, and what what if, like, it didn't turn back time, and it's just, like, the, you know, they finish the game, and, you know, Alan and, oh, my God, why do I keep forgetting? Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> They, like, are still adults, and they're friends with Judy and Peter and all this. I wonder also if, like, if they stayed in that timeline, like, and they finished the game, would the house, like, go back to being a full house and not all torn apart by the game? Like, by stampedes and by, like, those wild, crazy fern things that tore apart everything. And then they have the monsoon. and Yeah. I don't know. Or does everything just get sucked back into the game and you're left with, like, a hovel? Like, (laughs) your house is, like, wrecked. Yeah, there has to be, like, kind of alternate endings to the game. Yeah. Because and so is that like every time that someone plays that game and finishes? Well, because you didn't see the sequel, I'm assuming. No, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah. Unless it was... There's a sequel with The Rock, Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson. Yeah. You know, that guy. <laughs> and he... <Who>? So... <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, Jumanji turns into a video game console. Okay. And so, kids... Keeping up with the times. Right? All right, all right, all right. I forget what year. Was it 2019, maybe? 2018? I don't freaking know. But kids, you know, this timeline, mm-hmm. or present day, whatever, 
play the game. And they find it in some... I think they could... Did they get detention together? I don't know. Something like that. And they end up having to, like, clean something. So then they find the game in their school. Mm-hmm. Start playing the game. And then get sucked into the game. And so it's... Um, is it three of them? Yeah. Three of them. Mm-hmm. And then they find the fourth person. Yeah. So that guy played it in the 80s or 90s. I think 90s, maybe. Yeah. And it was, whatever, like 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, that guy got sucked into the game just like Alan did. Oh. And then when they finish the game, at the end of the sequel, it goes, it goes, um, so they actually, it doesn't go back. They don't go back. Okay. So they they go back to the present time. Okay. But the dude. Yeah. That got sucked in 20 years ago. Gets spits out into his time? He, it's basically like, yeah, so it it must be like Alan, where like in his timeline he got back to the original, the day where he got sucked in, and then starts his life, because they go to his house, which was like decrepit at, you know, the first present time yeah but now it's fine and he has a family and he's you know doing okay huh if that makes sense i don't know yeah, i'm so terrible it's like, at explaining things as you know so yeah so it's like he it just like he lived like this life that he didn't even know and then right just got dropped well, because into it. he thought he was only in the game for like a few months so that's what's different i think because alan knew he was in, in the, the game, game for, 26. for 26 yeah. years. But in the video game one, he thought he was only in... He thought he had only been there for maybe a, like... I think he said, like, maybe 10 months or something like that. I don't know. It was, like... I'm pretty sure it was just a few months. And they're like, no, dude, like... It's not the 90s anymore. Like, it's 2000-whatever. And you've been missing. That's it, so crazy. Yeah. I, like... So, putting together, like, uh, like this is, like, the same kind of world from board game Jumanji to video game Jumanji, do you think the game, like, would have just changed itself? I mean, it does have pretty magical powers. Yeah, but the only thing that is different, too, also thinking about it, is, like, they're not playing it. They're sucked into it, too. Mm-hmm. They're not playing, like, when you're playing the board game, you're playing the board game. You don't get sucked in automatically and go to the jungle, but the second one did. Yeah. So I don't know if that, like, it somehow was, like, as a video game, that's the only way they could play it was by being sucked in. That's weird. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll watch it, but I'm just... It wasn't that bad. I'm just too much of a, I love the original Jumanji. No, and I mean, there's nothing that can definitely replace it at all. It's definitely, it's not the original. The original is the original. It's yeah. the OG. So, you know, but they, I feel like as a modern adaptation, mm-hmm. sequel, whatever, like, it's not bad no but you know I'm, okay well you i'm know, easily please. entertained yeah <laughs> yeah no like i would definitely check it out one day i don't perhaps. know what they did make a sequel to the sequel 
Okay. Um, and I haven't watched that, so I don't know what that one entails. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. So I think, who's in this? So it's The Rock, and then the girl, I never remember her name, but she was in Doctor Who. She's a redhead, the young redhead in Doctor Who, and she's also Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, um, oh my god, I can never remember her name either. <laughs> But then, and then there's Jack Black, which Jack Black's kind of funny in that because his actual, like, real-life character is a girl. His real-life player is a girl, I mean. Oh, that's so good. So it's, like, it's funny in that aspect. Oh, and Kevin Hart. Okay, so there's, so there's five players, I think. Right? That's two. And then the extra. Okay. I'm just talking to myself. (laughs) But yeah, I forgot Kevin Hart was in that too. He's pretty funny in it too. Hmm. I don't know. I'll check it out. I'll I'll peruse if it's free on some sort of movie watching. I think platform. it might be. Then I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to touch on are like the like the actual scenes. I, of course, it's filmed in New England, being in you know New Hampshire and Maine. But um, that beginning overhead shot, like when they have the credits rolling, it's um, of Keene. And if you've ever been in downtown Keene, there's literally like five traffic circles in a row. Like Keene is literally just an abundance of traffic circles. They don't even have regular roads. It's ridiculous. But um, that overhead shot, when they start doing the traffic circles over, it doesn't show it. But to the left of that overhead shot, that is... um, Keene State College. Oh. Yeah. And um, it just, like, rolls down to basically where the city hall is. I used hmm. to I used to do some partying at Keene State College, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I never did. And um, Keene's also home to uh, the Pumpkin Festival, which oh, I they're not doing it no, this year because of COVID. Not. Well, they, they kind of, like quieted down the past couple of years because of those riots. I don't know if you remember those a couple of years ago. Pumpkin riots? Oh, man. There was, like, some, like, college riots or something. There were, like, flipped cars and, like... Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah, it was wild. But generally, Pumpkin Fest is, like... It held the Guinness Book World Records for many years for having the most uh, lit jack-o'-lanterns. Ooh. Yeah. Like, thousands of lit jack-o'-lanterns. Thousands. Cool. I think I... I feel like I maybe been to that once. I've been to it once. I don't remember because, like I said, skiing partying days. Partying <laughs> oh, <laughs> days. But yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I just I also remember that there was a Batmobile there that one year that I went. Oh. Yeah, and I took a picture with Batman. Cool. Yeah. I think it was the Batman. The Batman. It, I'm a hundred and ten percent sure it had to have been. The Batman. The Batman. Not Man Bat. Batman. Bat. (laughs) Cool. But yeah. And then I'm trying to think of like some of my favorite scenes from that movie too. Ugh. Like I always, I remember watching like the stampede scene. Mm. And then like, I, it's, 
I used to have dreams about it. I wouldn't call them nightmares because I feel like my nightmares are always like really terrifying. Right. It was more of a like, oh my god, what the fuck kind of dream where like there would be a stampede going down the street. Right. And apparently that's another fun fact of why they did choose Keene is because it has one of the widest main streets. Oh, interesting. So for the stampede scene. Right. Hmm. Which I I remember reading that years ago. And then, like, now looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I guess you have really wide main streets because you have so many goddamn circles that you need to go around. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So, I feel like my favorite scene, or scenes, because I, there's a, I mean, there's a few, probably more than just two, but, um, is it... The spider scene. Oh, yeah. When he gets sucked into the floor. Yep. Right? And then they're stuck. I think that's, like, a good scene. And then when they're in the department store and yeah. Von, Von Pelt. Yeah. Hunter Von Pelt. Hunter Von Pelt. Is shooting at them and then they just, like, go through all these, like, obstacles in the store and then um, Peter, I think it was Peter who does, like, the... Oh, what is it? It's like a kayak yeah. with the canister paint, of... Yeah, paint. Yeah, well, he like, no, no, no. It, he blows that up. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And okay, then it that's shoots and it knocks the paint now. Yep. And then he... And so that was that was a good scene. No, I And obviously that. the monkeys driving oh my gosh. at yes. any point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember thinking all the monkey scenes were, like, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right? Oh, my God. And I think I read, too, that um, Jumanji, the, the movie, like, as far as CGI-wise, was, like, one of the first movies to have so much CGI in the movie. Because yeah. the monkeys, obviously, and every and a lot of other things. Yeah, CGI. the stampede, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, yep. Yeah, because I'm trying to think, because, I, I mean, like, the CGI hasn't aged the best in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can definitely, like, tell, like, between the practical effects. Yeah. I don't know why I said that's a word. Practical effects. Um, and, um, like, what CGI. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I feel like I noticed, like... It's not a whole heck of a lot of yeah. practical. I mean, like, besides, like, the vine scene. Oh, that was another scene that I always used to love when, like, the huge vine came out and, like, fucked up Carl's cop car. Yes. And he just, like, like crushed it in half. And you're yes. like, oh, God, that's so cool. Yeah. So strong. <laughs> so strong. The So the lion was animatronic though yes, i think i'm pretty it sure. might have had some cgi yeah. scenes but generally was animatronic oh yeah yeah like when it showed it like laying on the bed and stuff mm-hmm. also when i went and rewatched it i feel like the lion looks kind of funky dude oh i'm sure it did like he has like some weird like eyebrows i don't know maybe it's because i watched too much tiger king but <laughs> <laughs> He definitely was a, I feel like, a kind of stern-looking lion, yeah. you know? He looks like a lion that has had, like, too much plastic surgery. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like, carrot top or something. Or that lady that looks like a cat. 
Oh my God! You know? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her name is. I just know her as Cat that Lady. Must be, it must be her. Oh my God! She played the line. <laughs> did not know. Uncredited. <laughs> That's some bullshit. We should give her some credit. Oh my God! No. Yeah. It must have been so much fun working with Robin Williams because he's just such a character, and he just seems like just a genuinely nice human being and it's just so hilarious i know like um i read something uh with bradley pierce the kid that played peter and he said that like the makeup process for him to be the monkey yeah monkey peter um it was like just hours of makeup and once the three hours a a day or something right oh it has to be yeah yeah and uh, he was also saying that, like, once he, like, put on the makeup, he couldn't eat or, like, do, you know, yeah. do anything. So he had to have, like, smoothies or straw, I'm pretty sure. Oh, poor bud. <laughs> but I guess uh, Robin would come in his makeup trailer and keep him company. And um, he would, like, tell him about all the various stages of, like, uh, the prosthetic makeup that Robin Williams had to do for Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. And Uh so he would just, like, kind of talk him through, like, how to, you know, hang out there and just learn how to, like, stay calm and not, like, get too antsy with the whole process and stuff. That's cool. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. I just like every time I read like any movie that he was a part of, and there's kids or anyone involved, like everyone would always say like how just genuinely nice of a human being he was. Right. I know. It's just so sad. It's very sad. But I'm happy that he made that movie, and I'm happy that it wasn't Tom Hanks. Yes. So. Yes, and. Yeah, like any other movie he's been in, it's just been gold. It's always so good. It's so good. So good. Even his dark movies. I like his dark movies. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, but yeah, Robin Williams is a well-loved um, honorary New Hampshireite. Yes, for sure. 100%. Hunt it, hunt it. Hunt it. Oh, man. But yeah, I think... that's all we have for this week that's all we have for today folks so um yeah go ahead and uh, like and subscribe you can find us on um on apple itunes Mm, on spotify Spotify. and youtube yeah and you can follow us on twitter even though we're not that good at twitter but that's okay that's neither here nor there (laughs) um and you can follow us on instagram um and soon be hopefully on iHeartRadio. Um, yeah. I don't know how long it takes, but we didn't know. We didn't know that it was a process to get let in to, like, these to cool podcast yeah. platforms. We thought Super we could cool. just post and be like, <laughs> thanks, we posted. And they're like, no, you must get approved. You must collect your soul. So, fun fact for anyone else looking to start a podcast, <laughs> you need to get approved from be, the various be platforms. more prepared. Yeah. We thought we were so prepared, yep. but... Alas. <laughs> Alas. There's that. But yeah, no, like and subscribe. Um, comment. Um, leave us a review. Email us any questions or any cool ideas that you want us to, yes. you know, cover that's sure, New England please. related. Yep. We'd love that. You know, slip and slide into our DMs. Slide into those DMs. Ooh, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
I'm Nikki. And I'm Carissa. Thanks for visiting New New Strangeland. Strangeland.